0: Welcome to the Evocative Exchange, where we meet with go getters who have that X factor, a way of meeting today's challenges with bold and evocative solutions. We'll share what keeps these experts thinking, thriving, and feeling inspired in design, entrepreneurial life, healthcare marketing. And beyond today on the evocative exchange, we welcome Sheldon Bartlett Rumor, CEO, executive producer, and host of This Is It Network. Welcome, Sheldon. Hello, how are you? Fantastic. Now oh, that we're talking, yes, I'm so excited, I've been so looking
1: forward to this. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Everyone get ready for boundless energy with Cheldon's magnetic personality and commitment to elevate the voices and brands of remarkable women. Through her global television network and its Scream Your Dream mission, Cheldon shares inspiring stories while offering her engaged community, personal development and professional resources. Cheldon, I cannot wait to find out more
1: about what you do. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's opportunities like this that, that keep it all top of mind. So thanks again.
0: Absolutely. I've been in the business world a long time and the elevator pitch has been around for eons. So I want to ask you as a woman who helps other people screen their dream, what would you say to me to describe your business if we were in line for something important and you knew we had less than a minute to speak? Absolutely, absolutely. I actually call the new elevator
1: pitch your unique equation. It's who you are, what you want, and why you deserve it. And being able to say that and justify that as often as possible. So who am I? Hey, Sheldon, what are you up to? I'm the CEO and executive producer of This Is It Network. We produce digital content and distribute it globally. We're looking for brands as well as individuals to provide content for us. Let me know if you need anybody. Or let me know if you have anybody in mind that could be part of our network. Done. Pass the potatoes. Do you want avocados? All right, how was the game? Let's go backstage. Right. It's no one gets hurt. It's just who you are, what you want, and why you deserve it. Right.
0: I, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. Who, what, why? Anything that's broken down into pieces that's simple. I feel like people will remember and they'll feel confident that, you know, that they can do it. Yes. I want to get a perspective on your business. Scream Your Dream is super easy to remember. It inspires me. I have an emotional reaction. And that's something that's not new to your business, but it wasn't there at the very beginning. Can you Take me to that before yeah. and after the screen, your dreams. For sure. For sure. The
1: This Is It Network really originated as a digital agency that helped small business owners, primarily women, in telling their stories. So traditional PR, marketing, advertising, web design. For in the boutique space. So we helped the cupcake lady or the graphic designer or the jewelry maker in elevating their voice and placing that voice into media. And what I found that was very surprising, considering that I'm an extrovert, if you couldn't tell, um, is that the majority of people are introverted. And when given the opportunity, they had a hard time finding the words, right? Finding the words in order to share why they're cooked cookie or cupcake is better than the cookie or cupcake down the street. And so we were placing all of these amazing people into opportunities, but found that they did not have a voice, that they, in essence, whispered their wishes. And I knew that I was a screamer. I only have two volumes, Silence and Sheldon, and Sheldon hovers around a scream, right? And so how could I help individuals to find their voice? I had studied media and communication at LaSalle University in Philadelphia. I wanted to be on, if we can remember, MTV um, when that was a thing i wanted to you know broadcast from spring break and so i always carried around the camera i always documented things and i started doing fake interviews with my clients to get them ready for media opportunities from the very first one that i did i recognized that they dropped their shoulders that they elevated their voice that they were more confident because they were in a comfortable environment and i knew at that moment that what that felt like for me and that's why it's called the this is it network because at that moment I knew this was it, this was the only thing that I was going to do, and I was going to ensure that individuals no longer whispered their wishes, but they in fact screen their dream, and that was really what I wanted to make happen.
0: I think that's, it's amazing. The, um, the whole thought about the type of business people yeah. that you help, yeah. it's called the lifestyle business, the cupcake yeah. cake lady, the, the jewelry yep. person. Tell us like a little bit more about why that's a niche. What is so unique about that type of a business owner?
1: Yeah, that type of a business owner is in a cluttered space. Most likely that business owner has not invented anything, right? This (laughs) is not the first time that cupcakes have been sold, right? This is not the first time somebody has made a necklace, right? So they have a really hard time in differentiating what makes them unique. They know that they have a unique story to tell. Their grandmother helped them make cookies. How do you convey that? Oh, they use specific metals or materials within their necklaces. They love it, but they don't see the importance of it or how to string that into a story. We allow for these small businesses in these cluttered spaces to feel worthy and to share their uniqueness. So there's far more of them than there aren't. And how do we be able to really embrace the fact that you're in a busy industry, but find your voice within it. And so that's why we love it so much, because everybody has a unique story, even if the space is cluttered.
0: Well, I think it's important positioning, differentiation. Yes. These are all classic uh, things that people need help with for their yeah. brand, for promoting their products. And I, I just wonder, again, screen yeah. Dream Your Dreams is so yeah. compelling. Thank and you. I don't know if you would call that a tagline or a mantra. Yeah. But is that something that, that positioning like that, that
1: yeah.
0: tagline, is that something that you would help these clients find for themselves, something that dynamic that would really make them surge? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It did start out as a hashtag. It did start out as a mantra of sorts. Right. <laughs> and then what would happen is that I would interview one to five women per day within our, this is it network studio. And they would say, I want to learn how to screen my dream. I see that you're out there and you're, you're promoting yourself and, and you seem fearless. How do I get to be that way? One, I'm not completely fearless because Scream Your Dream ended up going from being a mantra and a hashtag to a practice, right? The idea of utilizing your voice regularly until you become good at it right? Even those of us who are grossly ambitious and, and quite extroverted still need to hone in on our voice and story. So what we teach both personally and professionally is how to use your voice as a tool in order to get closer to what it is that you want based on the scream your dream practice. So it is a practice more than it is uh, a slogan. Wow.
0: That's, that's amazing. I, I see how you're evolving your business. So uh, clearly you're a smart business person, right? With strategy.
1: Yeah.
0: The pandemic changed business for a lot of people. For some small business owners, lifestyle businesses, they, they lost what they were doing because of the social distancing. Was that part and parcel of how you evolved from say more of the local interviewing to now this national network? Absolutely.
1: We all got the call, right? And we thought that we were all going to be, right? Locked down for two weeks, right? We thought we were going to be locked down for two weeks. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to unplug all the things. And then two weeks became months and months became years. And in the beginning of the pandemic, I have to be really quite honest. I was not okay. I could not find my lashes. I did not comb my weave. I was a mess. I was eating sleeves of Oreos like they were cobs of corn. It was not okay. And so- (laughs) I had to figure out because we had this boutique studio. We were in a shared space. We loved seeing people shoulder to shoulder and we abruptly had that change. But what we realized was now we had no geographic limitations. Now we could find remarkable women all over the world. And so we really tapped into the digital resources. People were binging, people were watching, people were enthralled in their smart devices. So we turned up the notch and we were saying, okay, We can't be the only ones here in the tri-state area that need to scream their dream. How many other women globally, internationally would need to? And we just literally went out and found them. Now we have contributors from Nigeria and Scotland and Toronto, Portland and Abseek New Jersey. And it's just been really wonderful to see it evolve.
0: Wow. And, you know, I have to ask this question because I get this question a lot myself. What is the magic? of dealing yeah. with a woman business owner yeah. as opposed to just, you know, being unisex yeah. and everything that you do, like what's the difference?
1: Yeah. Like we call, you know, the women that within our persona, as we've coined them as remarkable women and remarkable by definition means worthy of attention, right? Yep. And we believe that every woman that tunes in, pays attention, follows fans and likes us is worthy of attention. A remarkable woman is also quite unique. It's not necessarily every woman, but it's a woman that typically does more before noon than the average person does in seven days. It's a (laughs) multifaceted woman that's taking care of her kids. And if she's lucky enough and blessed as, as I am to still have elderly parents in which she takes care of, she takes care of her pets. She takes care of her partner. And then she also wants to get her lashes done and, and buy overpriced leggings, right? So she wants to do all of these things. And is there a safe place where she can be extra, Is there a safe place where her ambition isn't muted? Isn't where she isn't told that she's too much? but she's celebrated for all of her ambition and given more connections and resources. So that's what I love because I love to be seen by like-minded women and feel safe in that ambition, feel you know just as wonderful talking about my two children as I am about talking about my business with women who understand, get and see me. Um, and so that's really why we love it. It's just to give you know these women that are doing so much this moment, not to feel alone, but then to pair that togetherness with resource.
0: It's definitely a special space that you're in. I know I appreciate what you're doing for sure, because everything that you just said, I'm nodding my head. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm like right here in the middle, you know, children that just left the nest. And it's the same month my in-laws needed continuous care. And I'm super proud to be giving that care and helping with the aids and get things set up. I'm a smart, strategic businesswoman. At the same time, it's a tremendous amount of stress. And the question is, do I want my clients to know that I have this added pressure, right? So that's a wonderful thing that you're doing. It makes me think about your children. You have a daughter and a son, and your daughter's old enough to understand that mommy is it. Talk to (laughs) me. Uh, Talk to me about Sydney Rachel and how she's being inspired and empowered by what you're doing. I mean, I think that it's, I mean, I could get
1: emotional thinking about it because I think, you know, oftentimes you're, you're pulled, especially women that are, you know, in the entrepreneurial space, working mothers in general, or just women that are part of multiple things outside of the household. And so you're pulled and you're concerned that, that you're doing the right thing and you're having all of those feelings, but I am confident that she hears and sees me. I am confident that she knows what I am doing and how I am doing it, whether it's being spotted loosely at the grocery store and her saying to me, Mom, you think you know everyone and I was like, maybe I do I'm not really quite sure or you know, I'm really proud of my mom and really inviting me to speak at career day, right? Where she could have easily been like, absolutely not. I'm not (laughs) bringing this permission slip home to this crazy woman, right? But she was so proud and I came and I set up a table and I met her friends. And there's something to not always, it's not always about what you teach them literally, but what they see in you. And I think for those moms that are out there that are having a hard time, your children see you, they see the sacrifices you make and the relationships that you're building and the work that you do. So please continue to move forward and don't hesitate in sharing it with them. And so, you know, she's been along every step of the way as it relates, and I hope that she gets something from it.
0: Fantastic. And I I echo your sentiments. We need more moms at career day. Yes. Yes. I mean you can't imagine
1: what you can't see, right? Exactly. Like you can't see it. You can't envision it for yourself. And and I think that in an extension of our scream your dream practice and our scream your dream community, we are that example in this tough time of what women are, have been doing during this difficult time, how their businesses have thrived, how they've continued to employ and grow and expand. And we want to be able to document that and have that be part of the new, you know, history books.
0: Absolutely. I, I also love that you're sharing your information with students and yeah. the, the company that sponsors this podcast has a philanthropic platform to support the next generation of leaders. So anytime I see a guest that's in the schools teaching and, and sharing their information, I think you know that is a great way to bring a relevant modern topic to the academic, you know tra- usually traditional environment. So I wanna talk about the students that are in your classes. Is it a wide range? Is it adult yeah. learners plus young adults? And what exactly are you communicating to them? Oh,
1: so wonderful. So yeah, so I'm very lucky. I am, you know, I've been an adjunct professor at Temple University for years. I just recently began adjuncting at Drexel University. At Drexel, I teach social media strategy. At Temple, um, I teach personal branding. So it's really about not only understanding who you are, what you want, and why you deserve it, but where does that live? Right. It's one thing for you to understand it and know it. Right. This is what I've accomplished. This is who I am. This is what I want. But if it doesn't live anywhere, if you can't part your lips and say it, if it doesn't reside on a website, if I can't share it, it's just a secret in which you keep to yourself. And that secret can keep you from the life that you deserve. So I teach young people as well as adults and entrepreneurs who want to understand the art of personal branding or the scream your dream practice in their life, both personally and professionally. I teach them the fundamentals of not only knowing who you are, but knowing how to share who you are. Just most recently, in addition to our Scream Your Dream program for entrepreneurs and professionals, we launched a Find Your Voice program for young college-age students and primarily young women that are in that college-age space that are finding, you know, we've kind of coined it in this early intervention, right, as opposed to being, you know, in a space where you've already lost at age 40. Let's give you these skills at 18, 19, 20 about Mm -hmm. identifying who you are in the moment and how to share that with the world. So we introduce them to employers, we provide programming, we provide education for them as they move their way up into our Scream Your Dream community. So our Find Your Voice uh, program has been wonderful, and it's just a couple months old, but it's just been so fulfilling.
0: Well, that's I'm, that's fantastic. It's I, I do something similar with scholarship students at my son's high school, and it's helping them to transition mm-hmm. into how they're going to put their persona onto one of these business profiles like a LinkedIn. And- yes. The, the reaction that we get from the students is I didn't realize I had that to offer. And I think it's so important. Not only are you doing this as a business, you're taking it into the schools, but it sounds like this sort of floats above. I picked this class. Yeah. And so your reach is, is amazing. Sheldon. And I just, I congratulate you for that. Thank you. There's one fine point about this. So People most likely are associating what you're doing with someone is is a business owner. But I know for a fact that that personal brand is something that you're also encouraging individuals to do, even if they're going to go on a job interview. Can you talk more about that? Yes. I mean, I think that we don't
1: realize how, again, going back to those cluttered spaces and what is your differentiating factor, right? What is that unique telling point. And often, I mean, I'm proudly 45 years old in this moment and, you know, As folks are listening, I've lived through a number of different things. And there was a time period where people kept business, business, and personal, personal. And that was a very, very important piece of what was the corporate culture. Now I know that conversations begin and continue based on common threads, right? Based on knowing someone's hometown. Based on, we're based here on the East Coast, primarily in the Philadelphia area. Go Phils. If you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan, right right having that commonality having that love of sports having that love of food having coming from the same region being a mother which was very very taboo to be able to talk about in the workplace but now forming relationships with fellow employees that have that equal struggle or that equal celebration within it I do a lot I'm a former division one athlete and I do a lot with student athletes and oftentimes they don't have the resources or time allotted based on their schedules in order to have internal So we coach them on how to utilize the skills that they got in athletics to help them get a job, time management, the ability to be coached, the ability to lose and still go to practice, right? And to keep things going. These are wonderful things that we shed light on through our Scream Your Dream education.
0: Excellent. And I, just being an athlete, there's something so special in that. And again, it's one of those categories where the student might not realize that what they've learned there is something that makes them an excellent candidate. And, and just the fact that now, just for a minute, just tell yes. us about your athletics and how that helped you develop grit. For
1: sure. I mean, being a student athlete is a challenging and, and a rewarding thing all at the same time, right? We are doing three a days when people are going, three days or three practices per day in certain times of the year when others are going to parties, right? We are traveling and we're missing homecoming for other sports while we're performing in sports in which we are you know on the team for. But the uniqueness of it, I think, was one of the points that I just made previously we on any given Saturday playing field hockey or going to attract me, we could lose, but we still want to practice on that Monday, the idea of not giving up the idea of reviewing tape right, what did I do wrong, why did I miss that ball, how did we lose that game, the ability to look at what you've done and not quit, but to tweak the ability for somebody to be in fact coachable right? That is, a, that is a skill, right? Um, to, to listen, to make those adjustments, to adhere to what somebody who has done it before, who has played before, who has been in the game a lot longer, to be able to listen and then be able to grow accordingly and then coach those that come after you. It's super, super important. The ability to work with your peers, to lead your peers, right? You know, very seldom in other opportunities do you have an opportunity to lead, alongside your coaches and encourage people who are amongst the same age group or tenure as you to be a leader in that way, to be a captain, I think is really wonderful. And then lastly, one of the things that I really appreciated from it, and then it took years for me to understand was the power of the huddle is what I call it. The people who know, right? Like when we were in in college, we'd get together in a huddle. I know that my goalie's knee was hurting, but the other team didn't know it. I knew that somebody in my midfield's parents were going through a divorce, right? All things that our team, our inner team understood, but the opposition had no idea about, and we had to be a united front against it. So I think that there's something also about finding your huddle out there, a support team that can not only play the game with you, but encourage you to keep going, I think is wonderful.
0: It's so inspiring, and I believe this is applicable in so many different areas, and the fact that you've been able to pull it together in this central focus is is really impressive. I'm glad that you're you're doing this, and, and also, I think the whole point about during the pandemic, we started to understand and open up a little bit to the fact that people had personal lives, yes. basically because they're working from their home, and so you're hearing, you know, yes, yes their pets, and and possibly their children, or, I mean, you know, my husband walked yes. in the middle of the, <laughs> the other day, and I'm just like, I'm honest, I'm mouthing, I'm honest, <laughs> you know, so 100%. I, I love that we're, I now have license, right, to ask, like, some of the more personal questions, and sure. so I know that you, are an immigrant here. Yes. and I want to learn about yes. really where you're from, what's special about that. Yes,
1: yes. So I was born in Freetown, Sierra Leone, West Africa. Um, I'm an immigrant. So I became a U.S. citizen my senior year of college um, as I was uh, applying for schools and getting, you know, Division I scholarships. It was important in the process as well as it was very, very important in, in, as to as it relates to who it is that I am personally. Um, it was quite fun. Um, the whole senior class kind of threw me a party, the coming wow. to a party, which was very fun um, and great friends for sure. But it was really a situation for me where I was really grounded in in my culture. I was grounded and my parents, you know, I come from an academic household of, of scholars, PhDs, and attorneys who were really instilled in me the importance of education the importance of commitment um you know in being diligent as it relates to what it is that you start and then making sure that you finish it it's not about you being the you know the best woman in the room the best african american in the room it's about being the best person in the room and be really about like stepping up in every opportunity and taking advantage of every opportunity and so being grounded in something and having that stable place to go back to, having that place, just like on the field as an athlete, my family provided me with a true foundation for what it is that I have now. And so just like in building the foundation of your house, you ha- once you have that foundation, You can decorate the walls any way you want to, right? And so, but without that foundation, it makes it very hard for you to reconfigure and decorate and move things around. But once you have that foundation, and that to me is not only my heritage, my culture and my family, um, but my new family that I now have with my two children and my husband.
0: Oh, I think it's fabulous. And do you still have family out of the country? Yes, to do. we do. So, you know, as, as a
1: young person, we didn't visit much. Um, and we have plans as as now I'm one of four, as well as my cousins to go back and, and visit. I do have family that are there, folks that are getting married. And again, the digital space that afforded us to zoom in on baptisms and weddings and um, all the occasional family things. And again, being exposed and understanding the depth of this world, right? You know, and you know you can choose to 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 really be isolated and not understand what other cultures are going through what other what other communities are going through but being exposed to that makes me a better leader makes me a better coach makes me a better ceo and in essence makes me what i believe a better contributor to this global community and so it's just been really wonderful to be able to provide that insight to my life both personally and professionally
0: Right. And I think also it's really informed your ability to pivot, right? We talked a little bit about the pandemic, but there's other business forces and trends that are coming at us at the speed of light in which we need to really be ready to take advantage of it and make it a growth factor. Yeah. What do you see coming down the pipe, whether it has to do with communications, marketing, just entrepreneurship in general?
1: Yeah, no, I think that, you know, the train left the station as it relates to the social boom, right? Right. Um, You know, and just the idea and the intoxication of likes and followers. And, you know, one of the things that I say quite often is that you don't need a million followers to make (laughs) a million dollars. love that. Right? (laughs) This idea that you need all of these people and that we need to really feed into everyone. I truly believe that we are not for everyone. And I believe that the right people hear and see you differently. So I do believe that what is going to happen is that it's going to be about more boutique communities based on industry, based on like-minded scenarios, based on products and, and the availability of it versus trying to be one for the masses. I think, you know, the way in which it grew had no other choice, but to be experiential for these influencers to have millions of followers and for brands to test that out. And now that they've tested it out, they're really diving into what are nano influencers or smaller boutique communication plans that I think is becoming more beneficial. So I think what's going to really happen is these boutique communities really working together to create really effective marketing, affecting communication plans with really solid deliverables versus the attempt to be everything to everyone and, and us abandoning, trying to please everyone through really un really untactful campaigns, um, but being a lot more resourceful and intentional with what we put out into the world. And I, I, at least that's my hope. I think that, you know, these big followings, though, they may be, um, they may be appealing. I think what is churning the most return on investment or ROI for brands is really working with people who have a real stakehold in their community or industry and seeing how that works.
0: I agree with that. I talk to people about this all the time. The more laser focus your goal is, the more likely you're able to build a persona around it and have people be attracted to that persona. Because as you say, they're like minded. If something else in the periphery comes to that center, so be it. But if you try to spread yourself so wide, no one person would be able to identify with that ping pong game. So I think that you're nailing it with that for sure. Mm. And It's so funny. I like to write down some of my catchphrases (laughs) that I hear during these interviews. So I I just want to say, I just added nano influencer and boutique community to the list. Everyone (laughs) needs to write that down. It's the truth. It is the truth. But I also love Power of the Huddle, super universal. It's a sports analogy, but sports really is mimicking life. And um, I just think that people will want to know more about you, Cheldon. So would you be nice enough to give yourself a little plug? Talk to us about where can people find you?
1: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Um, you can find us. You can follow, fan, and like us, as I like to say. Um, more information can be found at thisisittv.com. It's our headquartered website that has our blogs and more information on the national events in which we host. You could also watch all of our episodes or dive into our courses at thisisit.tv. Um, and then for more inspiration and seeing us out and about, on all of our social media platforms we are at this is it tv so please anywhere you can find at this is it tv you will find me Ch- cheldon barlett rumor
0: love it absolutely and i want everyone to remember who you are oh. what you want oh. why you deserve it cheldon oh. thank you for that oh my
1: goodness it has been an absolute ple- pleasure this is so wonderful the perfect way for me to spend my day thank you so much awesome
0: This has been the evocative exchange that explores people and businesses that have that X factor that keeps you inspired and focused on what's possible.